listening to Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale. Welcome to Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale, the weekly radio talk show where we unwrap and reveal the secrets that successful people use, and you can too. Available at successunwrappedradio.com. This podcast is sponsored by GoToMeeting.com. Part of business, we have to go to meetings, but it can be a real waste of time and money. And we know time is money. If you're driving two hours for a one-hour meeting or flying to headquarters for a half-day training session, you could be saving time and money by meeting online with GoToMeeting. You can invite people to meet you online. They can see your computer screen on their monitor. You can meet as long as you want, as often as you need, for one flat rate. You can try GoToMeeting free for 45 days with no credit card required by visiting GoToMeeting.com and typing in the promo code PODCAST. That's GoToMeeting.com and type in PODCAST. Try GoToMeeting free today with no credit card needed. My very special guest this week is Vic Johnson, author, motivational speaker, infopreneur, and creator of numerous motivational websites, including mp3motivators.com, mydailyinsights.com, and goals2go.com, the goal-setting blog. He's the author of the best-selling book, Day by Day with James Allen, and distributes the James Allen classic, As a Man Thinketh, on one of the web's hottest personal development sites, asamanthinketh.net. Vic is also host of the goals to Go Show on TSTN, the Success and Training Network, creator of the Claim Your Power Now seminars and CDs, and a featured speaker of the Jim Rohn Weekend Leadership Event. Vic, thank you so much for being here today on Success Unwrapped. Well, thank you, Heather. It's exciting to be with you. Let us know, when you first started into your journey towards success, how did it all unfold? Well, I don't think it really unfolded as much as it just slapped me in the face, you know, Heather. <laughs> uh, it was really, it was really pretty direct. You know, I had had some early success in my life as a young person, uh, and I, I see this a lot, uh, where people, um, in their twenties and their thirties may have some real fast success. A lot of times that comes just from the vast amounts of energy that you can invest in something and, Energy, uh, of course, creates momentum, and a lot of times people will achieve success based on that. But if it's not built on the right principles, which was my case, then the, the fleeting success will disappear and you'll be faced with the harsh reality, and that's what happened to me in 1996 when my family and I were evicted from our home and given 48 hours to find another place to live, and then a year later lost the last automobile that we had, and for more than a year I had to drive a borrowed automobile 12 year old bomb so to speak that I borrowed from a friend and you know so it, it was through that process Heather that humbled me you know and it, and it caused me to go and seek the truth go and seek change and and the answers and and that's where it really literally slapped me in the face because it was that experience that led me to the kind of things that that we practice now and that we teach now Okay, so if it was not built on the right principles, what are the right principles? Well, you know, there's a handful of them, and they're as old as, you know, human beings have been on this earth. They've been teaching the same principles. Uh, you know, Jim Rohn is a person who is very good at teaching the principles, and I've learned a lot from Jim, who's been a mentor to me. Bob Proctor is another one. But, you know, probably the number one principle of all, Heather, 
of course, Brian Tracy says it is, and, and I don't know anybody that disputes it is, that is the law of cause and effect. It says that every effect has a cause, so that if you can go back and isolate the cause and change the cause, you can change the effect. And I think for most of us, the struggle is we all... espoused in his book, which he borrowed from the first line of a proverb, uh, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Uh, Earl Nightingale gave us, you become what you think about. So that's a principle that is, in many ways is tied to that cause and effect principle. And those, I believe, are the underlying principles of everything, because what you think about leads you to certain feelings, and those feelings create behaviors. And those behaviors create certain actions. And those actions create results. And it just continues to go in that cycle. So if you want to change a behavior, you got to go back all the way up to the beginning of the process and change the thinking, change the thought that led to that behavior. Whereas most of us, and myself included, we work on the behavior. You know, when we see something we're doing that we don't like what we're doing or we've been told we should change it or we've had some negative consequences from it. We'll go to work on the behavior, and we can't affect any change, and we're frustrated and discouraged when we got to go back and change the thinking. And the best example I can think of for myself is for 20 years I smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. Not a very good behavior No. if, if you want to live very long. <laughs> and uh, I tried to, uh, you know, change that behavior over, you know, many times over 20 years. Sometimes I really wanted to. Sometimes it was because my children wanted me to or my friends wanted me to or the Surgeon General wanted me to or whatever. But I was working on the behavior. And as long as I was working on the behavior, I was failing. And, and I see that today. People that have uh, you know, their challenges with their weight, people who are trying to cure any addiction, which is a behavior, people who are uh, trying to address, uh, for instance, procrastination, any type of behavior at all that you deem is a negative behavior, if you're working on the behavior instead of working on the cause of the behavior, then you're you're in an uphill battle and you're probably not going to be successful. So, you know, there's the law of compensation, the uh, universal law of gender, which says that everything has a gestation period. There's a handful of principles that, uh, you know, if you live your life by, then uh, you're going to achieve success, not only achieve it, but you're going to maintain it and grow it. We could have a dozen calls, Heather, just on the principles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so from what you're saying, it's not enough to understand the law of cause and effect because we learned that in probably grade two. It's one of Newton's laws. But what you're saying is that the effect is the results or the behavior and that the cause is actually the thoughts. That's where everything originates. You know, everything there is, you look around you, whatever you see physically originated in thought. You know, if it's the universe, you're looking at nature, that originated in thought. Most every religion in the world teaches that the creation came from thinking, from thought. Then if you look at the things that are man-made, they originated in thought as well. Every single thing you see, 
started in someone's thought. So, you know, that is what happens from the positive side and also from the negative side. You look at every person who is incarcerated today who is behind bars, and the thing that got them behind bars originated in thought, originated in thinking. So that is the ultimate cause of everything. And when you understand that and you see all the effects in your life, you understand that those effects all originated in thought. Then you know where to go work. You know where you know you know you know what to address. You know what's got to be changed. A lot of the listeners hear these principles week after week, and I know that they know in theory that what you're saying is correct. But I can tell from some of the emails that they haven't put it into practice, and maybe they don't quite understand it. What can you tell them that actually drives this home? That it is in fact their thoughts, their own thoughts. That have created their current reality, Heather. I would have to disagree a little bit because I don't think it's because they don't understand it. They might not understand it, but you don't have to understand something to put it into practice. I don't understand how electricity works. It it, it, it confounds me really when I stop and analyze electricity. I don't understand how it works, but I don't have any problem at all walking over and flipping on the light switch. Right. Okay, because I know what the result will be. So I don't, you know, once I know what the result is, I don't have to understand how it works in order to use the tool. So I don't think it's the fact that people don't understand it as much as it is as I'm not sure that that people have a strong enough motivation. They may they say they may say that they do, you know, but I'm not sure that they do. It reminds me of a story of a kind of a country story of a guy walking down an old country road with a friend and they passed a house and there was a dog who was laying on the porch and he was just making a awful sound and just sounded like he was in tremendous pain. And, you know, one turned to the other one and said, you know, something's wrong with that dog. And the friend said, no, he's like that all the time. And he goes, he's like that all the time? He said, yeah. He says, well, what's wrong with him? And he says, well, he's just sitting on a nail. <gasps> and the guy turned to him, he said, he's sitting on a nail. And he goes, yeah, he, he's sitting on a nail, and that makes him holler like that. And the other guy says, well, why doesn't he get up off the nail? And the friend says, because it doesn't hurt bad enough. Huh. And I think a lot of times that that's what keeps us from putting into action sometimes the things that we know will get the results. And we know, just like we know from flipping the switch, if the light comes on, we don't know why it comes on. Well, we see other people getting results from certain actions. We're taught that if you do this, if you create these particular habits, that you'll get certain results. Then the question is, well, why don't you put those into action? Well, I can tell you that for a long time in my life, I heard the same things everyone else hears. You know, I heard that you needed to write your goals down. You need to put them in writing, that it has a 1,000% greater chance of success if your goals are written down. I heard that for 20 years, but I never wrote them down. So, you know, but I reached a point in my life where the pain became so great that I was willing to get up off the nail, so to speak. In fact, I knew that if I didn't get off the nail, that I would never ease the pain. I'd never find a cure for the pain. So 
sometimes I think it's just, and you know, a lot of times we say we complain about perhaps the pain in our life, but we're just like that dog that's laying on the nail. It just doesn't hurt bad enough. So are you saying that they have to go through even more pain, more fear, more discomfort, and then they'll finally get it and start to do the right things and think the right things? No, I don't think that. I certainly wouldn't want to wish that on anyone. I, I wouldn't want to wish my experience and that pain on anyone. I'm, I mean, if I had to do it all over again, I, I would do it because it had some very valuable lessons for me. And uh, I've made a lot of money uh, in the last few years as a result of the lessons I learned. But golly, I, you know, I, I wouldn't want to wish that on anyone. All I'm, my point is, is that they need some additional type of motivation because of the motivation they've uncovered so far is not enough to get them to take the action even though they know by flipping the switch the lights will come on but they won't flip the switch they won't get up cross the room and flip the switch so you got to uncover the motivation what is that well it doesn't necessarily have to be pain although i'll tell you psychologically from our study and understanding of human beings people are much more motivated by a desire to ease pain than they are for uh, you know, to acquire pleasure or to acquire something. So it's the avoidance of pain is the greatest motivator. So, you know, if you're trying to create more motivation, a lot of times I believe that the reason people procrastinate, the reason that people don't take the action is two reasons. Either their dream is not big enough. A small dream doesn't have any power to it. You know, it, it's not enough to motivate you if you just got a very small dream. You know, if you've been earning $75,000 a year and you got a, you know, a goal to, to raise your income this year by 10%, $7,500, that's not a huge goal. You know, I mean, yeah, a lot of people say, well, $7,500 a year would, would do a lot for me. I could do this. I could do this. But it's not really that much money in the whole, you know, in relation to what you've been making. It's not a very big dream. So the first time you encounter any type of resistance, then you look at your goal, $7,500 a year. Oh, well, you know, that's just seven, you know, six, seven hundred dollars a month. No big deal. I'm doing okay the way I am. No need to go the extra mile. No need to get up an hour earlier. No need to read the extra book. No need to do that. It's not that much money. But now if the goal is $250,000 a year and I've been making 75, that's a significant, significant difference. You know, you're making $7,000 a month, and then all of a sudden the goal is $20,000 a month. That's a huge difference. That makes major changes in someone's life to go from $7,000 a month to $20,000 a month. It determines where they live, They, you know, both, both in terms of size and, and the home they may have in terms of location. Uh, you know, it, it uh, means that they may have... Uh, be able to have more than one home even on that type of income. So that makes a major change. It determines what type of automobile or automobiles, in plural, that you may drive. Certainly you can drive a much, much more luxury vehicle at $250,000 a year than you can at $75,000 a year. So, you know, there is a factor there that I believe I say that big doers are big dreamers. you got a big dream, you're going to be a big doer. And it's easy to take action and sustain that action and overcome obstacles when you've got a really big goal that you're excited about that you that you really want. You got to have a desire for it because it can be a huge goal. 
you could have a huge goal, but if there's no desire for it, Napoleon Hill says the beginning of all achievement is desire. You know, so you got to have that first, and it's got to be. Napoleon Hill described it as white hot, which is very, very hot. He described it as consuming. He described it as obsessive. You know, that's the type of desire that you've got to have to reach a big goal, but you've got to have a big goal first. And then the other reason for procrastination is you don't have any belief in the goal. Those two reasons, not having a big enough dream and not having a belief in the dream. You could have a goal to make $250,000 a year that could be exciting to you, but you could still procrastinate if you don't have any belief that you could really achieve that. If you have the goal, but you, you really doubt that you can achieve it, then again, you're not going to do what it takes to achieve that goal. You're not going to engage in the activity that it takes. You're not going to overcome the obstacles, overcome the fear, overcome the things that are in your path if you don't believe you can achieve it. James Allen says belief precedes all action. So you're not going to act. ...to motivate them. They can build a big dream, create a big dream, and then build the belief that they can have that dream, and that'll be more than enough of the motivation that they'll ever need to, to take the action they need to take. For you, was the breakthrough a culmination of all the different events that you talked about, or was there one aha moment where it all kind of clicked and your thinking started to change and therefore your results started to change? Well, there was definitely one moment. Uh, it was life-defining for me. Uh, now, I'll have to tell you that Prior to that moment, I had already been engaged in some pretty serious change because the wheels had fallen off my wagon. You know, I was at the foot of the cross, as I fondly, you know, say. I, I was desperate, and I had already sought the answers, and I was already an avid, you know, reader, just devouring everything I could find. I was listening to audios every day. I was going to seminars every time they opened the doors. I was beginning to take action to change the uh, behavior, just changing my thinking and then changing the things that I did to, to, to change the behavior. I was already engaged in that, but, you know, I had not seen on the outside any significant change yet. I went to a seminar in Jacksonville, Florida for the weekend scraped together the money to go because I didn't have the money, scraped together, went to the seminar on Saturday night. Uh, we're more than halfway through the seminar, and the speaker on the stage said, the size of your success is determined by the size of your belief. And those words hit me, I mean, right between the eyes. It was like someone picked up a baseball bat and just swung it and hit me right between the eyes. That's what it did to me. And it did it instantly. I knew when she uttered those words, the size of your success is determined by the size of your belief. I knew that that was the last piece of the puzzle for me. I had been working diligently to improve myself, to grow, to change my thinking. And then when I got that last piece of the puzzle, and those words she quoted are words from David Schwartz's best-selling, all-time classic, The Magic of Thinking Big. 
which I'd read before, by the way, many times. I just had never, ever stopped and read those words uh, as clearly as they came across that night. So I went to work uh, on my belief within 90 days, uh, and I was focused for 90 days, hard as I could do, hard as I've ever done anything. Uh, I focused on changing my beliefs, and um, within 90 days, I began to see changes in my life. James Allen said it's not possible to move within and stand still without. So I had gone through some really significant change on the inside, and now it's beginning to show up on the outside, or I'm attracting opportunities that I had not attracted before. People are coming into my life. I'm attracting people into my life that I had not attracted before. Within six months, I had... Uh, you know, won a national sales contest with the company that I was with at the time. Within a year, I'd create a six-figure income to go from from earning $15,000 a year, uh, qualifying for the federal in- earned income tax credit, and then all of a sudden, I'm you know, a year later, I'm making a six-figure income. It was like a totally different life. And then I went on from there and, and have each year, you know, gone farther and farther than the year before, in quantum leaps, not in not in incremental leaps, not a ten percent increase or a fifteen percent increase, but double, triple, quadruple the previous year, and it all came. Uh, you know that moment, that night was a defining moment. Download a free MP3 from Vic Johnson and the Masters of Personal Growth at successunwrapped.com/freemp3. Successunwrapped.com/freemp3. And to get a free copy of James Allen's classic As a Man Thinketh, the book that's changed the life of millions, go to successunwrapped.com/thinketh. Successunwrapped.com/thinketh. Thinketh. And I hope you've enjoyed the first segment of our interview. But it's not over. There's a full 200% more than what you just heard where we delve deeper into these success principles. To unwrap the full interview and get lots more tools for success, just sign up to become a Success Unwrapped member on any level you choose at successunwrapped.com slash members. This has been Success Unwrapped with Heather Vale. Be sure to tune in to the next edition of Success Unwrapped, helping you to unwrap and discover your own potential for success. Until next time, keep unwrapping. I'm Heather Vale. This podcast is part of the Blueberry Network at Blueberry.com. That's spelled B-L-U-B-R-R-Y dot com.